This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hi again, everybody. Welcome into the Black and Blue Report. It's episode one of season four. Unbelievable. And this year now, the Black and Blue Report is presented by ABC Insurance. Greetings from Studio B on Airline Drive. I'm Sean Kelly. My partner's back, John DeShazer. Good to see you, my friend. Good to be here. And, show uh, number 15 for me. Show number what? <laughs> 15. <I'm> just, <laughs> you know, multiply that a few times. I'm going to get 15 out of you during training camp starting <laughs> next week. That's for sure. So this is day one of our new season after uh, our hi- hiatus. We're ready to go, and that means the start of the Saints season is upon us. And the Pelicans will soon follow. We've got so much to talk about. As a matter of fact, we're coming to you from Studio B today because, well, John and I are traveling uh, here on this Monday. We are heading off to West Virginia for uh, training camp number three at the Greenbrier in West Virginia. I'm very, I'm very eager to see what's going on in White Sulphur Springs after a very difficult summer for that community. And I'm also eager to see the Saints as they open up this uh, camp in front of a a season with some promise. We're going to talk about that today. Uh, not only J.D. and I will kind of give you a, a bit of our season preview or at least some of the storylines that we're looking for at the start of training camp. But we'll also ask some of the same questions and then some to the new Saints radio analyst, Deuce McAllister. Um, it'll take some time getting used to say that. I think, I think, John, we've always introduced Deuce McAllister as Saints legend, Saints running back, former Saint. <laughs> all the titles that have to do with his playing days as opposed now to this broadcast career that Deuce is embarking on. Yeah, um, he should be a fine fit. Obviously, we know um, you know the passing of Hokie Gajon, a uh, beloved former Saint. And, of course, we still have that absence with Hokie. I mean, Hokie was one of the guys you look forward to talking to at training camp, actually, um, because he's just so real about everything. If Hokie didn't know something, he would tell you, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> and he'd leave it right. at that. And, you know, you get a nice laugh out of it. But uh, – but now Deuce steps in uh, to fill a pretty big role, a pretty huge vacancy uh, from what everything I heard. Uh, you know, I've heard Deuce on air before. So, you know, he filled in admirably last year, and he's going to transition in well. And uh, But, yeah, it's going to be a little bit different from that standpoint when we go into training camp. Yeah, I think I think we're going to find a real honest analyst uh, with the freedom and the knowledge to to really fill that role in a new way. Not a not a not a better way necessarily than Hokie Guy John, just a different way. A new yeah, a different way. way. And I, th- I think I think one of the things with Deuce is obviously he played for Coach Sean Payton, so yes. he'll have I think a, maybe a little bit more interior access, if you want to call it that. Uh, maybe you know freedom to walk the locker rooms and the practice fields and those kinds of things. And and he's a former player. Those guys know Deuce. Uh, he will learn and have some some knowledge. You know, that'll be a little bit more in- intricate than, than anything I think any of us can get. Yeah, without a doubt. We call it the Black and Blue Report because it's black for the Saints, blue for the Pelicans. So we've got some Pelicans to talk as well, not only today, but kind of really throughout this first week of our, our fourth season. Um, and we'll start with Etuan Moore today. He's one of the guys, uh, well, there's, gosh, there's going to be a lot of new faces for the Pelicans, but Etuan Moore is one of them, and he's also one of the new guards for the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, the native of Indiana the Chicagoland area of Indiana and the former Purdue Boilermaker uh, will make his black and blue report debut today. And so Deuce McAllister and Etuan Moore and our storylines for the same season. We'll take our first break. When we come back, John and I will kind of, I guess, bullet point some of the things that we'll be watching for here in the opening weeks of training camp 2016. When it's blazing this summer, don't sweat it. Hydrate naturally with Smoothie King's new summer hydration smoothies. Four refreshing flavors specifically blended to help you beat the heat and stay in the game. Made with coconut water, fresh frozen fruits, and vitamin C, they hydrate better than water and have less sodium and more potassium than leading sports drinks. Try all four hydration smoothie flavors. Watermelon, passion fruit peach, strawberry mango, and watermelon extreme. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Staying informed before and after a storm is critical. Hello, I'm Dave Mason, energy lineman and safety specialist. 
sign up for text alerts by downloading the free Entergy app. If the power goes out, we'll keep you informed with outage maps and alerts. You can also visit EntergyStormCenter.com where you can learn how we are preparing for the storm and how you can prepare. That's EntergyStormCenter.com. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly and John DeShazer. Our conversation from Studio B continues on this Monday with John DeShazer. I'm Sean Kelly. Uh, Pelicans guard Etuan Moore and Saints radio analyst Deuce McAllister still to come. Uh, J.D. will be on a plane uh, on this Monday afternoon heading back to Lewisburg uh, where we will be staying and then just a, a short drive away at White Sulphur Springs. The, the Saints will open training camp. Really, I guess the first practice is Thursday. The team is traveling tomorrow. Uh, and then on Wednesday, there are – we'll have more information about this on Tuesday, but on Wednesday it looks like a, a big part of the team's first full day at camp is going to be being a part of – some recovery, some uh, reach-out program with the folks in West Virginia after the devastating flooding that's been going on there. So there'll be a little twist, John, as as far as the first full day goes, but then practice starts on Thursday. Well, and if anybody can understand uh, the recovery process, it would have to be the New Orleans Saints organization, right, mm-hmm. uh, after, after Hurricane Katrina. So um, to be able to go in and contribute some, hopefully get the players in there and, and be able to dig their hands in and, you know, whatever capacity it is, It'll be nice to see and nice to contribute to someone attempting to, to, to make a recovery. Obviously, a devastating uh, situation there, and hopefully their recovery process has begun. They feel like it's been sufficient enough to where the Saints can come for training camp, but we don't know the extent of all the damage and all the devastation. So, you know, obviously our prayers go before we do, and uh, hopefully we'll all be able to go there and, and, and contribute on, on Wednesday and uh, get down to some football on Thursday, a whole a very, very, fairly short training camp in, you know, White Sulphur Springs from the standpoint of there'll be, you know, two practices and games on the road against uh, the New England Patriots and the Houston Texans. So that'll shorten the time that we're actually on the ground in White Sulphur Springs. And yet, you know, a lot of enthusiasm going in. Yeah, I'm glad you said enthusiasm because, frankly, I'm excited about what lies ahead everybody and I know that it's the same with you everybody right now is asking me so how do, how do you think the Saints are going to be this year oh, is yeah. that if I had a dollar for that question I wouldn't have to go to training camp to work <laughs> right <laughs> true and, and my answer is at the moment they're going to be better how much better hard to say I, I you know are they contending for an NFC championship I'm not going that far out on the limb I just think I just think we're going to see something better than the seven and nines that we've seen the last two seasons. Well, I, I, and I, and I do too. And I base it on the standpoint of, you know, I, 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 I keep saying, you know, okay, defensively the saints can't be worse. They were last in yards allowed last and you know, last in points, points allowed, allowed, yeah. you know, and next to last in yards allowed, you know, so now of course, you know, as you, as soon as you say it can't get worse, obviously it probably can, but I just don't think this group, is last year's group. I think they'll have a better feel for what Dennis Allen wants to do. And I think there's an upgrade in personnel. And and that goes along some of the storylines that we'll be talking about as training camp goes through. I mean, you know, I believe they'll be better because I believe they'll be better defensively. The Saints have not had a problem moving the football and scoring since Sean Payton and Drew Brees got here in 2006. So if you factor in, you assume that they're going to be able to score. You assume they're going to be able to move the ball because they always have. Mm-hmm. Then now you got to be able to reasonably stop the opposition, and I think they will more reasonably be able to stop the opposition than they were last year. Yeah, I agree. And I'm glad you started with defense because I think the whole conversation starts on that side of football. So maybe today, um, why don't we kind of just do some defensive storylines today and then tomorrow um, up in West Virginia we'll – do the offensive side of the football is that is that a fair way to break it down you yeah think? okay yeah. all right so with that being said defensively for the saints the conversation let's just start up front because i think that's look that's where that's where this league is now that's where a lot of problems were last year that is doing two things one being better at stopping the run but maybe more importantly john here and this is a conversation that you and i have had going back to the draft that's doing something to disrupt the other team's quarterback, right? Yeah. Well, first, I think, well, even before we go up front, I think we got to go to the top. Uh, Dennis Allen gets a full oh, offseason 
to implement the defensive scheme. He wants he gets a full offseason to overlook and see what kind of talent he's got defensively and see how best to employ them. Will Dennis Allen be better at, you know, fitting in the talent and the personnel than Rob Ryan was last year? That's going to be huge because, you know, obviously you got to be able to design a defense around the personnel that you have. Now we move on to what you said. Yeah, that front seven is going to be critical. And that begins with Cam Jordan and the first-round pick Sheldon Rankins and John Jenkins and Nick Fairley. And James Laurinaitis comes in, uh, who's going to be huge defensively because now he gets to come in and basically be the defensive quarterback. And what we're hearing so far is he's the guy who's in these chess matches with Drew Brees in practice. Well, the last time we heard that, it was a guy named John Vilma, and the defenses were pretty good in, the, in those times because you figure if they can stand up to the Saints defense and get some stops, should be pretty good against the opposition. So Laronitis is be huge. Um, we move on to, um, you know, um, Nate Stuper, who's going who's played extremely well here in this offseason. What role is he going to go into? Can Danella be stay healthy? Because mm. when he's been healthy, the Saints have been pretty decent defensively. Uh, Craig Roberson comes in. You know, what's his role going to be? Let's not forget Stephon Anthony, who moves from middle linebacker, who gives that over to James Laronitis, because Laronitis, the veteran, has seen and done Way more than Stephon Anthony had last year as, as a rookie. Stephon Anthony now goes to the strong linebacker. Is his play, uh, his level of play going to jump? All those guys up front, and let's not forget Kasim Metabali too, because you got to have some rushers on the end, especially now that uh, Haoli Kakaha is out for the season. So now Kasim Metabali's role jumps up, and his importance jumps up as a pass rusher and as a guy who's going to be able to, to apply some pressure because, as you said, it begins with harassing the other team's quarterback. That's Cam Jordan. That's going to be Sheldon Rankins because even though he's a defensive tackle, that's one of the things he was uh, very good at at Louisville. That's going to be Nick Fairley, who was fantastic at that at Auburn, and it just hadn't translated so far yet in the NFL. Can he get back to being that kind of dominant interior guy? And Kasim Edabali and those guys. So now all of a sudden, if you can apply some pressure, you don't have to blitz as much. And, I mean, that's, that's the key to it. You got to be If you can apply pressure in your base – then you don't have to go to the sub packages and you don't have to rush so many linebackers and you don't have to compromise your defense so much in those one-on-one situations if you can get it out of the front four. And that's going to be huge on the interior. We know, look, Cam Jordan's going to get, he's going to probably, he's going to wind up double-digit sacks. That's probably where he's going to end up, 10-11. Okay, he's going to get his pressure throughout the season. Is he going to get consistent help up front or is it going to come from Stephon Anthony on the blitz or Danelle Ellerby on the blitz? Or, you know, Roman Harper in the box as a safety. Is he going to be rushing something? Because I think one season Roman had like seven sacks as a safety for the Saints. So, you know, where is that? And, and let's not forget Kenny Vaccaro, who's probably going to play a lot more in the box this year or, and be in some situations where he's going to apply more pressure because he's going to be closer to the line of scrimmage. So where is that pressure going to come from and how much do you compromise? Can you get it from the base or are you going to have to blitz and get it that way? Are they better defensive back? I think so now, and, he, and here's the thing. We know if, if Delvin Bro continues on the arc he is, you've got a solid just about lockdown corner. Okay, so now here's where you come in. Is Keenan Lewis the guy he was a couple of years ago? Because defensively, two years ago, you could have made the argument that Keenan Lewis was the best defensive player on this team. Now, last year, you know, not only does he get injured, but he tries to play through the injury. He's not quite the same guy. He has surgery. Can he get back to the level that he was? Because that'll make things a lot easier on the corners. I think you're improved at safety, Roman Harper. Vaughn Bell as a rookie. Well, Roman, though, is not going to be asked to be a no, cover No, no, Roma, Roma's, Roma's going to be a guy who's going to be in, in the, the box. box right. So Vaughn right. Bell, that's going to fall to Vaughn Bell and not Eric Harris, who looks the part. That's the name that I couldn't <laughs> remember the other day that he turned looks, a lot of heads, yes. He looks the part. I don't know how it is, but he looks the and, part. And another CFL guy yeah, that Delvin Bro recruited basically yeah and i mean those cfl guys are accustomed to playing in space Uh, yes and he is a big he's a thumper dude yeah he is so if he's you know what you think he is and then kenny vaccaro looks like he might be along the lines of the guy that they had in his rookie year where he was kind of a jack of all trades i think they're going to be better there and hopefully you know knock wood cross fingers do whatever the heck it is you do jairus bird is healthy and plays somewhat to the level where you know, he was in Buffalo. Saints haven't gotten that out of him yet. But if he can't, now you've got some guys who can actually step in. You know, Vaughn Bell was a playmate. 
Eric Harris looks like he can be a maker. Kenny Vaccaro looks like a playmaker. So, I mean, now I, I think you rise up the level. And, uh, again, you know, if Keenan Lewis is back and healthy, I think that will be critical because, you know, you can play these guys the way you want to, Keenan and Delvin Bro. You know, they might be able to hold up better in man-to-man coverage when you want to do that. Kenny Vaccaro, we know, can play some man-to-man. Uh, we know that Vaughn Bell has those capabilities. Eric Harris. We think. We think he has those yeah. capabilities. Well, yeah, we think he does. You know, at Ohio State, it looked like, does it translate? You right. Know, will he be able to do it? And, and to me, it's it's. I think there's two ways, and we'll get back to the seven in a moment, but as far as the defensive goes, I think there's two boxes on my legal pad right now. One is, like you said, checking off Keenan Lewis and Jarris Bird. Known, we know, but we don't know. Does that make sense? Yes. And then, and then I think there's four guys that perhaps you and I can really keep an eye on, at least in the early stages of camp. Let, let's not forget, until the team goes up to Foxborough and practices and then you know plays the Patriots, sometimes it's really easy to get sucked into a bad observation when – it's Saints on Saints. Does that make sense? Yes. But let me give you four names. You mentioned two of them already, Vaughn Bell and Eric Harris. Okay? But then I think that P.J. Williams and – da- and, and completely forgot about them. Damon Swan. And Damon yeah, Swan. Those two guys. Those four guys. So yeah. those four guys in my – here's what I want to watch at practice early on. Gosh, those four guys are going to garner at least a lot of my attention because I'm just intrigued. I want to see, I want to see it work, especially when the pads go on. Damian Swan – played the part last year until the concussion sidelined him. He was a player. P.J. Williams has looked the part. But, again, it's OTAs and minicamp, and you don't want to get too excited. Mm -hmm. And yet there is encouragement to see that he looks like the guy that the Saints thought he was when they drafted him in the third round, P.J. Williams. So if he and Damian Swan, if Damian Swan comes back and he's (laughs) the guy he was last year and he's healthy, if P.J. Williams – plays anything close to what he's looked like here in the offseason. Now you've got two more pieces who, you know, when you go to the sub packages, you know, when you go nickel and, and dime and, you know, and you're in those situations, you got some guys who look like they are able to handle those responsibilities. Again, you got to get out there and get in the live action and see exactly how they hold up. Damian Swan held up pretty well last year, mm-hmm. except when he got hurt. P.J. Williams looks like he can <laughs> hold up. Sounds kind of funny when you say that. <laughs> yeah, except when, and once he got hurt, he couldn't play. Right, so, right. You know, but he went on the field. He held up pretty well. Yes. You know, P.J. Williams looks the part. He looks even – he looked better this offseason. Oh, my goodness. Like, you know, I shouldn't say better. He's improved. He looks yes. like he's ready to step in in the nickel right now. I mean, he looks like he he's can gonna go – He's going to push somebody. Yeah, I mean, play. he looks yeah. like he can go in at the slot at corner and cover right now. So, if those guys can – can hold up, then you've got an improved secondary. But again, all these are huge ifs. You know, if ifs let's, and buts with candy and nuts, we'd have all a merry Christmas. Yeah, let's take that phrase to the to the front seven real quick, and then we'll kind of wrap our defensive conversation. Again, we talked about known commodities. All of us are excited to see Sheldon Rankins just because of where he was drafted and how cool he looked on the field for Louisville in college football. Give me though, again, this is a camp thing. Camp things are different than season things. Um, give me a couple of question marks, and I don't mean question marks in a negative way here. Give me a couple question marks about the front seven, whether it be a player that may surprise us during camp. You know what I'm talking about, that guy that's kind of on the fringe, and well, the next thing you know, he's 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 on the ros- on the 53-man. Or, um, as you said, um, a known guy like a Nick Fairley um, – that worth is worth extra attention here in these first couple of weeks. I think. Am I on the right track? Yeah, here? I, I think okay. Nick Fairley bears watching because he hadn't had the career he's wanted, and I think he's going to be extremely enthused to show people that he's not the guy that he's been so far. If if that makes any sense. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he wants to prove uh, that he's a better player than he has been. I think a guy um, who might be might be interested in watching it is uh, the, the the draft pick David Onyemata because they're counting on him to play, and he's as raw as a piece of steak. So you know that hadn't been on the grill yet. <laughs> looks good in the meat case, though. Yeah, yeah, he looks good in the meat case. <laughs> yeah, so now can he? You know, once you get to training camp, can his work against Teron Armstead get him ready to play? 
because when you're going up against the best, you would hope at some point he would raise up. And that's another thing about Sheldon Rankins. We don't know exactly what he's made of yet. When he's in those one-on-one drills against Max Unger, we're going to find out pretty quick, <laughs> you know, because he's going to learn. Or or in those drills against the Patriots and the Texans, yeah. the joint yeah. practices. Yeah. So yeah. We'll, we'll learn a little something about those guys really quickly. But, I mean, I think, uh, I think Nick Fairley is a guy who – I think he'll be extremely fired up to play this year because he hadn't had the career that we thought he'd have coming out of Auburn. I think uh, Sheldon Rankins, if he gets in there, and, and another guy who, to watch, I, you know, he's been around, but John Jenkins, because John Jenkins has had some flashes, but he hadn't been able to consistently do it. I agree. I think for Jenkins, though, at least one thing that's been consistent, I think that his weight and yeah. – and, um, Physical conditioning now has been on a more even plane um, than, say, gosh, even maybe the camp last year, but certainly yeah. the year before but, that. But now he's got to stay healthy and, and be out. Yes, there. but I think now now is the time for him, as you said. Oh yeah, this this is okay. All conditions are right. Yeah, let's see what you got. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, I, not I, that it's been bad. Yeah, but I think all of us are hoping that it's. A little better, yeah. Okay, I, you know, and, and hopefully he can Him hold. Up, yeah, hopefully he can hold up. And now that you've got a, you know, what we know to be at least a four-man rotation, because we, you know I failed to mention Tyler Davidson, but Tyler <laughs> Davidson's coming back at defensive. It's going to take us all twenty-four <laughs> days of camp here to, yeah, to figure all mean, this out. So, yes. and I don't know what's going to happen with Bobby Richardson, but Bobby Richardson was on the defensive line last year and, and he had some flashes. And he's the guy that caught our attention in camp and, a year uh, ago. And, and 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 you know, forgive me for getting for forgetting Obum Guachim who. You know he's in a role now, especially oh, with the Kaha yes. out. So you know th- these got there are some jobs to be had and some snaps to be had. Who's going to claim them? We know Cam Jordan's going to get his. We know John Jenkins and and the combination of Jenkins, Fairley and Rankins are going to get you know a, a ton of defensive tackle snaps. But Tyler Davidson played pretty well last year at defensive tackle. Yeah, you know, he played pretty well. And, fire know, hydrant. I call oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and college wrestler. That's not. Yes. So he understands leverage. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see exactly what those guys do and how they shake it out. And and that's just the defensive side of the football. And that's why I'm I'm eager to get started. I, yeah. I am. I'm, um, I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing those guys get yes. after it because I'm again, you know, after last year, the guys who returned from last year, if they've got professional pride and let's say that they do, they're embarrassed about last year. There's no way in the world they feel good about anything mm-hmm. that happened defensively last year. So everybody has hopefully, you know, done the proverbial looking in the mirror and, you know, did some self-evaluation and said, okay, what am I going to do to make this better? And if that's the case, then you would hope that you would have some enthused guys out there. It wouldn't bother me to see guys running around, you know, defensively doing a little thumping even when it's in shells. It wouldn't bother me at all. That's what Kenny Vaccaro came in and did as a, as a rookie. And Kenny hit everything that was moving that didn't have on a, a, a defensive jersey. And it set a tone, but it set a tone. <laughs> it did. It did. <laughs> and, and it wouldn't bother me to see those guys a little bit more. And I understand, you know, you don't want to hurt your teammates, but you've got to have a mindset of we, we got to take what we want because nobody's going to give us anything, and especially with the reputation they've earned over the last two years where, you know, they've been surrendering yards and points at an alarming rate. This is going to be a tougher camp. Yeah. I bet I bet Sean Payton addresses this or hints at this on Wednesday night. Um, but I'm getting the sense from players and assistants and all that you talk to. I think there's going to be and, – and, again, you had to get the right personnel. You had to get the right yeah. depth to do this. But I think this is going to be a tone-setting camp. Is that is that a oh, good yeah. way to put it? Okay. Look, the, the weather's going to be nice because we're going to be in West Virginia. But I, if if the collective bargaining agreement allowed for it, you can't tell me that these guys wouldn't be two a days and they'd be in pants and they'd be thumping. Yeah, I, you know, it'd be like Jackson, you know, except for the heat, because you know there, uh, you know, as you said, a tone's got to be set. Yeah, you know, a, a mindset's got to be created, and and these guys have to do it. Welcome back. Thank you, sir. Offense and special teams tomorrow? We'll do it. We'll do it. Um, When we come back, uh, we've still got some Pelicans to talk about with Etuan Moore. um, But Deuce McAllister is on his way to uh, give us his thoughts as he begins his first camp in a new role in just a moment.
Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans and have an amazing game night group experience that you can customize to meet your group's needs. Bring your family, friends, or coworkers, and we'll bring the fun. Make lasting memories while you sit back and enjoy the excitement of watching the world's best athletes and ask how you can be a part of the action on center court. For more information and to book your group night, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance. And we welcome back Deuce McAllister here on this uh, opening show of our new season. It's a fitting, Deuce, that we have you here on our first show of the new season. Is You've had quite an offseason with some big news, and I guess here now you're joining us for the first time in your official capacity as Saints radio analyst. Congratulations again, my friend. Well, I surely appreciate it, and you know, uh, definitely excited. Uh, it's large shoes to fill, but... Uh, Looking forward to the task, you know, and uh, just hopefully I can deliver and uh, be able to do a great job. You've got access that I don't think any of us, other, you know, otherwise would have, Deuce, and for obvious reasons. Um, so you're going to know a lot, and it seems like you're going to have to make some decisions on what's what's uh, for sharing and what's not. Have you given that any thought yet? It's always a fine line. I mean, it's always a fine line. Uh, obviously, you have relationships and friendships that uh, – Go, go outside of the sport, but at the same time, you know, um, the job is to report what you see, what you know. So um, you, you, you'll you try to balance it as best as possible. But, um, you know, I think the guys and the team trust me enough to know that um, this is what you have to report, this is what you have to share, and um, you definitely don't want to put it in a situation where you're withholding something that, the fans, the audience needs to know, but at the same time, you know, there, there, there has to be some type of balance. No doubt. Um, many folks don't know this, but you and I worked a game together. That was your first ever, I think, broadcast. We did a Tulane Syracuse football game on television, and then sure enough, you started building and building after that, including filling in for Hokie last year. But Deuce, could you ever, could you have imagined that here uh, on the on the eve of training camp? that you'd be getting ready for a training camp as an analyst for the team as opposed to a consultant or a coach or even just as a fan? I guess the media has been one of the things that I've probably avoided the most. You know, <laughs> um, I felt like that I had enough knowledge and quote-unquote talent to um, be a part of the media, but it was one thing that I kind of shot away and, 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 and uh uh, avoided the most, but you know, it's been probably one of the most fulfilling things that I've done just because you get to share, you know, you get to give knowledge that sometimes maybe the average fan doesn't know, and sometimes maybe even, you know, just some tidbits of a player. So, um, it, it, it's truly an enjoyment. Um, at the end of the day, it keeps you involved with sports, so I have to stay on top of the game and, you know, make sure that I know what's going on. It, it, it's interesting that you asked because just the other day I was looking at the new rules and just some of the changes, and, you know, those are things that, as an analyst, you, you would hope to be able to give over, to be able to let people know, and it just lets them know that you study and follow the sport, follow the game as if you were playing. Yeah, good point, good point. Um, let me ask you the question that I get from – Folks, almost daily now. Before I ask you specifically about the start of training camp, let me let me let me just pass along the question that I'm sure you get too. I everybody wants to know: Are the Saints going to be any good this year? And 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 I I kind of have a stock answer for that when that when I'm asked it, but I'm curious as to how you would answer it. I have a stock answer as well. You know, <laughs> I, I would sure hope so. Uh, it, it really all depends on the young guys that they have, though. Uh, you know, if those guys can take that 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 leap, uh, we know what we had last year. When you you talk about role, you know what you had, and and some of the uh, well, Kakaha was one of the guys that you were depending on. He's got to be out, so you know what you know. David Toll is another one that that that's kind of a question mark. We need those guys to take that leap. You know, Willie Sneed, he needs to take that leap. Um, he can't have a drop off in year two. So those are guys that have to step up. But then when you talk about rankings talk about Thomas, you talk about Bill, um, they don't get a redshirt here. They have to play. You know, they have to play.
extremely well, uh, maybe not at a Pro Bowl level, but they have to be able to come in and contribute um, for this team to be successful. This team can win 10 games without those guys, you know, playing at an all-pro level. But if it's going to happen, the injured guys that we lost last year or have banged up, they have to be healthy for the complete year this year. Is this a 10-win team? Yes. Okay. Um, what then, Deuce, would you say are the questions that you feel like you yourself need to get answered over the next few weeks? And I guess I'm what I'm talking about are the four preseason games. Uh, pass rush. You know, Cam can do so much, but he's going to have to have a consistent partner. Uh, Communication-wise, how well can Laurinaitis uh, help this team uh, to not have the mistakes, you know, particularly the, the, the mishaps with blown coverages with tight ends. You know, can we cover the tight end? I think uh, Roman Harper will help with his leadership role. Um, it'll be interesting to see how much, you know, three-packet safety they play with him um, or even, you know, if he's dressing in some games at all. But I think his role in the classroom will definitely help those guys solidify, you know, and, and, and the other question is, what 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 Jerry's bird do we get? You know, what 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 Keenan Lewis do we get? Do we get the All Pro Keenan Lewis? Do we get the All Pro Jerry's bird from Buffalo? Or you know, are these guys just shells of themselves? And then you know, offensively, uh, where do the, where does the production come from on the outside? You know, particularly the receivers. You know, can 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 um, Snead step up? You know, can Mike Thomas step up? You know, uh, does Brandon Coleman does he fulfill the role? You know, because you you, you have to have some productivity from those outside guys. You, you feel like Fleener will be a good, reliable target, but, you know, um, where were the one-on-one matchups? Where will they be won? And then when you look at it, you know, uh, C.J. Spiller, you know, what happens? Is he is he the guy that he was when he was in Buffalo or, you know, has his knee injuries uh, kind of taken their toll? And obviously the other the question mark is the guard position. Mm-hmm. You know, what what happens there, you know, particularly left guard. So uh, some interesting question marks. I think they, they have some of the pieces there. I wouldn't be surprised for them to bring in a veteran or two uh, in some capacities in some of those uh, positions. But uh, I think you've got enough pieces there that they can make some noise. Am I being silly to think that Jari Evans might show up in West Virginia? Is that the kind of veteran you're talking about? I, I think after about a week or two, they will know. I think yeah. they'll know, you know, exactly what 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 they have in that race, and it may it wouldn't be far fetched, you know, okay. it wouldn't be far fetched for them to have stayed in contact, and you know, hopefully, uh, if need be, they can get something worked out, and if not, then you know they they're, they're satisfied with what they have. Teach me about watching practice because this happens to me this time of year every year, Deuce. I'm excited about football. We're going to go up there, and, and at least for the few, first few days, no pads. But eventually we'll see pads. But I, I just I, I sometimes get trapped or I get cynical. I'm not sure which is going to be the case this year. But as, as we've now laid out your questions for camp, I guess, and now you know we're going to go up there and watch every day, um, what's the best way to watch practice and try and start to answer some of these questions? Everybody should look good in shorts. You know, they should have looked great this past summer in shorts. You know, so those first couple of days, everyone should look excellent in shorts. So if they're not looking good in shorts, we've got a big problem. Um, Offensive line and D-line, you can't get a true gauge on them until they put some pads on. You know, so the first thing that you want to see is conditioning-wise. How do they look conditioning-wise? You know, can can this guy go four plays? Can this guy go five plays in a row and not look tired? The other part of it, well, since they're they're not in pads, you know, um, offensively, particularly quarterback, wide receivers, tight ends, running backs, those guys should be about 85 90%. You know, there should really be one drop ball if you're looking at from from an offensive standpoint. You know, defensively, unless it's a zone, you know, and he's, he's, he's only picking a minimal amount of yards, um, you want to see them compete. You know, you want to see the one-on-one battles and a guy, um, he's got to have some flashes. You would love to see interceptions because that means that the turnovers are going to come. But, you know, it's got to be some at least some pass breakups, et cetera, from the defensive guys. If there are a high amount of completions, that doesn't bode well. Um, you've got enough veterans that have played together. I won't say that they know each other inside and out, 
But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see some big plays here and there just because they don't know all of the calls yet that they like to run. You know, as they get a couple days together, then you'll start to see that, you know, guys making double checks at the line. You know, when Drew calls the play defensively, they'll check, you know, Drew will check, defense may check again just because they hear and they know so many of the systems and calls. So, you know, it's fun to sit back and watch and look at it from that standpoint, but you really won't get a true gauge offensive line, defensive line, until they put some type of uh, equipment on. Saints legend Deuce McAllister with us here. Hey, Deuce, one more question for you, and that's this. Um, I'm getting the feeling or the impression uh, that Sean Payton is going to kind of dial things up here during this training camp and maybe a harder camp than what we've seen the last couple of years. A lot of that sometimes has to do with the age of the team and everything else, but um, in in the new rules and everything else, how would sh- how would Sean dial that up or make this a tougher camp? What would be noticeable to 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 me? Uh, maybe you know you'll see it better than I will, but to me or the fans, as far as recognizing that there's a different feel to this particular training camp. I think once you go into padded practice, you know, just having more tackling, more tackling. Uh, you know, it's a fine line because you don't lose anybody uh, being tackled, quote unquote, because somebody got cut, et cetera. But you know, I think if you can have more tackling drills, maybe one on ones as far as offense, defense. You know, those guys go not just goal line and, and, and third down tackling, but just some different situational stuff where it's lies, you know, particularly with pads on. And I think that helps a young team because it's going to set the tone. But I think, you know, just to make sure that his guys are in shape, they may do just a tad bit more running, you know, conditioning-wise as far as weather will be conducive to it. But, you know, he has to be able to reset that tone and get that toughness back from that, that, that squad. Deuce McAllister will be at training camp with the Saints. He'll be covering for the Saints Radio Network and for WWL Radio. Obviously, is a guy that we love having around whatever he's doing. And we hope that we'll get to talk to you again soon. Deuce, appreciate it. Safe travels. I'll see you later this week. No problem. Thank you so much. You got it. There he is. Deuce McAllister with us. We're off and running here on this show number one, day one of Black and Blue Report. Basketball here for you in just a moment. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes cancer patients come who were told they were out of options, but Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things, like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. Two of Rock's most iconic names join forces. Leonard Skinner. Peter Frampton. Together in concert. Friday, August 5th, Old Sphere Music at Champion Square. Playing all the hits. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com or by phone at 800-745-3000. Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. Have a once in a lifetime experience at a New Orleans Pelicans home game. Get up close and personal with seats that put your feet on the hardwood and sit you within arm's length of NBA superstars. Pelicans floor seats are now available and come with access to private hospitality during the game, plus invitations to exclusive team and premium events. It's the best way to experience NBA action. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com and score your seats today. We're talking Pelicans basketball on the Black and Blue Report. 
It's our first visit with Etuan Moore, who joins us uh, most recently from the Chicago Bulls, a recent free agent signing by the New Orleans Pelicans this offseason. And he's one of several new guys that you're going to have to get to know coming up this fall when the Pelicans get ready for training camp. Etuan, first of all, welcome to the Pelicans, and it's certainly nice to meet you. Uh, yep, thank you for having me. Um, no, I'm very excited to be on board. You know, a, a lot of people ask me about the free agent process, Etuan, and as much as it is a team wanting a player, it's also a player wanting to come to a franchise. So in, in your case, what was it about New Orleans that, that piqued your interest? Just the culture. Um, you know, they got great guys already there, and Drew, um, Tyreek, and, you know, Anthony Davis, uh, and the coaching staff. Um, you know, I got to work out with uh, Michael Ruffin since I've been here in, in Vegas. And, you know, I know Darren a little bit from when I was in Boston. And, uh, you know, Coach Gentry, he a player coach. And, I mean, I don't know any player that wouldn't like to play for him. You know, he's pretty easy going. Um, you know, he lets you play freely and, you know, just fun to play for. You've been around the block a little bit now. Um, I th- what is this? This is your fourth team, if I'm not correct, Etuan. Is that right? Yes. Yes. What do you think that you bring now to a fourth team and now several years in the NBA that perhaps may have been different from when you even started your career out as a young guy in Boston? Uh, you know, since I've been around playing for, um, of course, a couple good teams and, uh, you know, did pretty well. Uh, you know, I bring experience. Uh, that's one thing. Uh, you know, a positive attitude and, you know, a winning spirit. You know, that's all, what I'm all about is trying to win and, I just try to keep getting better each and every day, you know, so if I could bring that attitude to um, New Orleans, I think we'll, um, you know, have a good shot of winning a lot of games. Yeah, and, and, and each one, maybe it's maybe it's because of where you grew up or, or the way that you came into the league, you know, that was right around the lockout and everything else, but it seems like as I look back at your career, it seems like you're the guy that seems to always be ready when called upon, and, and the bulk of your time and you know your your best games of your career have come when when so and so has been hurt they've asked you to come in and start or fill those shoes in some way is is that the is that really how your career has progressed yes yes it has i mean that's uh what it's been you know of course i came in you know as a reserve player and just had to keep trying to work my way up each and every year um you know so i always just stay ready just stay working and whenever my number called upon, I always want to, you know, come and fill the shoes, uh, uh, you know, come and contribute to the team as much as possible. And, and I did a great job of that, being ready and, you know, helping our team win games. So uh, that's something I hopefully continue to do. Etuan, as, as much as shooting or passing, to me that in itself, what you just described, is a skill. So where did you yeah. learn that skill or who from? Um. I don't know. I think it. Just, I think it may just be any. Uh, you know, of course, I come from East Chicago, which is you know tough city, tough town. Uh, you know, I got to be thick skinned to make it through, and and I think that just stuck with me throughout my life. Uh, even when things don't go your way, uh, even if it was some games I didn't play as much, you know, I definitely didn't let let it get me down. Just stay positive, kept my head up, and like, you know, I'm just gonna keep working and keep fighting. Hey, don't take this the wrong way. Um, I remember you most from your playing days in Orlando and then obviously here most recently in Chicago. But as yeah. a, as the Pelicans radio announcer, I would always look at you in that number 55 as a real pain in the butt. Is that fair? <laughs> Is that a real pain in the butt, 55? <laughs> yeah, no, just, just the way that you would always play against the Pelicans. I always kind of said, right. man, that more kid's a real pain in the butt. You know, you, you're you're always the one on the floor, and I know that – there was an injury at one point, but you're always the one on the floor or, you know, the one that comes in and gives them a couple of good energy minutes. Um, so that's why I always characterized you as kind of a pain in the butt when it came to playing against the Pelicans. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. That's the first time I heard that. But, yeah, I mean, that yeah, that could be true. You know, I'll come in, I'll try to switch up the whole game. You know, if it's playing defense, making shots, or, you know, if it's, if it's hustle play. So, you know, other guys, they'd be like, oh, man, here you come. So. That's why I try to do calls having. <laughs> well, uh, we'll take it, and I think that, and I think that this this somewhat Etwan speaks to what um, Dell Demps and Danny Ferry and that front office group uh, across the parking lot's been trying to do this off season. Whether it it be you or Solomon Hill or Langston Galloway, 
look, there's a little bit of a makeover here for the Pelicans, and, and perhaps you as kind of a new piece of that, you can help me frame up what's happened with the Pelicans here in the offseason. What, what do you see kind of emerging here, or what kind of a, a plan do you see uh, as far as what this team will look like moving forward? Of course, um, I was talking to Dale and you know, Coach Gentry. They said they want a more scrappy and um, a little bit more of a defensive-minded team, you know, which is something that all three of us guys bring is energy and, uh, you know, defensive um, defensive energy. So, uh, you know, I think you'll see a hard-playing team, you know, probably a little bit more, uh, you know, grimy team than you saw in the past. And, you know, I think it's going to help us win games. I tell you what, um, between Terrence Jones and Anthony playing together at Kentucky, and the fact that Anthony yeah. Davis and and yourself are kind of from the Chicago area, um, there's yeah. already a, it seems a almost a ready-made bond between some of you. Oh yeah, it definitely wouldn't be hard, you know, so, uh, for us to bond and connect, you know, because it definitely got a lot of things in common. So uh, should be fun. Speaking of bonding and uh, similarities, obviously Drew Brees is pretty popular in New Orleans. A Purdue guy like yourself, and Drew's not afraid to have a Purdue baseball cap on or remind us how the Boilermakers (laughs) are doing. Um, Are you going to be now carrying that Purdue flag on the basketball side? Oh, yeah, all the time. I definitely do. (laughs) You're definitely seeing my Purdue gear, if it's a shirt or or something. uh, You know, when the season's going on, of course I always remind the guys uh, who Purdue is – uh, you definitely going to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your offseason. I know you're in Las Vegas as we visit today. Um, what have you been up to? Good, I mean, good is in fun and, and good is in your game. I would say good is in fun and is in my game. Uh, yeah. Of course, uh, I had took a couple trips uh, early in the summer uh, with my family and some of my friends. And then, ever since then, just been working out and, you know, just working on my game. Keep trying to get better. Uh, you know, working on shooting, ball handling, and, uh, you know, just keep trying to progress. Be specific for me, Etuan. What about your game that that you really like, and 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 what perhaps is something that you need to improve on as we get toward what is this now? Like your sixth year, is that is that right? Right, right. Um, what about my game? You know, just yeah. my versatility. You know, being able to do it all. You know, if it's putting it on the ground, it's shooting. You know, passing, making plays. You know, it's my versatility. That's something uh, uh, I think is definitely a strength for me. And uh, as I look to go on, you know, I just keep trying to continue my ball handling skills, you know, point guard skills, just, you know, decision-making. And I just come with just playing and, you know, just keep working. When you get to town, um, when you get to town, each one, what are some things that you're going to try and do as far as getting comfortable with either the city that you're going to play in, because you've done this a few times now, or be mm-hmm. more, be more, um, uh, be more quick to gel with your teammates. Have you have you used a formula over the years or something that you've learned to help quicken that process? Um, not really. Uh, you know, I think I don't know. I think everything should be natural and organic when you know it comes to relationships. You know, so. You know, just be yourself around teammates, and you know, of course, all of all of us know of each other, so it's no really, you know, big surprise. And uh, you know, just try to hang out with the guys as much as possible, and you know, just make everyone feel comfortable around you. Tell me more about uh, you personally, um, Etuan. Say, tell you more about me. Um, yeah, I don't know. more about you. Like, like for example, I'm we know pretty, that Anthony Davis uh-huh. is a freak about pizza and. And Ryan Anderson was a a Star Wars freak. What's what's something about you that's truly unique? Uh, I say truly unique. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I like food a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I like to think that I can cook. And coming down to New Orleans, I know they got some of the best chefs, you know, in the state. So you know, that's pretty pretty big for me. You know, I love watching the Food Channels, Food Network. Um, you know, all all the little cooking shows. So, you know, that's I don't know. That's something that I'm pretty passionate about. Oh, okay. Well, what 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 perhaps would you prepare us if you and I were to have dinner uh, here as we start training camp in a, in a short time? Um, what would be the specialty of the house at the at the Moore household? The specialty of the house? Um, I don't know. Maybe for like a lasagna. Ooh. Or like some 
maybe some lasagna, you know, maybe like some baked chicken. I would have said fried, but he said training camp coming up, so I had to maybe do like some baked chicken and you know, it's like some garlic bread. I'm I'm all on board. I'm all on board <laughs> with this. Absolutely. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of the summer. I know it's going to quickly come to a close here. It was a pleasure to get to know you a little bit, and I'm excited to see you in a New Orleans uniform. I think that you're going to bring um, a facet to this team that maybe it's 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 not had in some time. So congratulations on a new free agent contract and, and all the best. Yep, thank you, and I'm excited for the season also, so can't wait. That's Etwan Moore. Great visit with him. Gosh, we're having a lot of – Great visits with these new Pelicans. I, I, I like them all so far. We're going to hear from Solomon Hill this week and also Langston Galloway. Uh, I bet we'll hear from Terrence Jones at some point, too, here in the next week or two. Uh, and that will kind of get us up to speed on everybody. We're going to have that schedule coming out fairly soon, no doubt about that. Um, but really, the other basketball news that we're going to start to touch upon tomorrow is this possibility that All-Star 2017 could be here in New Orleans Dennis Lausha, president of the Pelicans and the Saints, will be with us tomorrow on the Black and Blue Report. We want to ask him about that, and we also want to ask him and talk with him about the start of Saints training camp as the team will be traveling tomorrow on Tuesday. Um, As we talked about earlier, John DeShazer back again tomorrow. We'll talk about the defensive side of the football on tomorrow's Black and Blue Report. And also, we're going to hear from Jim Justice, uh, owner of the Greenbrier Resort. Obviously, the Saints uh, beginning their third uh, training camp at the Greenbrier. This one, though, um, is going to be different than the first two in that the uh, folks in West Virginia have gone through hell and back, basically, uh, this summer with you know historic and devastating flooding. We're going to talk to Jim Justice about that and, uh, and the state of things there on tomorrow's program as well. Should be a good one. Last but not least, tomorrow and Wednesday and Thursday, um, I want to get you up to speed on the new Saints Insider, uh, I guess, subscription is what we'll call it, through NewOrleansaints.com. And thanks again to our new title sponsor, ABC Insurance. I'm Sean Kelly. We're off to West Virginia. We'll talk to you from the Greenbrier right here tomorrow on the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.